These roomies do their research, but they are not experts, so it's best not to hold any fumbles, foibles, or fallacies against them. They're just here to have fun and empty their brains of any occupying thoughts. Where do you learn how to make a banana split? Where? Sunday school. Jesus. <laughs> no. That's really cute. <laughs> I, you know what? That was a good reaction on my part, I will say. That's appropriate it's for, for our theme. I'm about to say, oh, it's yeah. appropriate for this episode, which is what, Toby? We're going to talk about saints because we mentioned it in our Valentine's episode. And I was like, you know what? I know there are some saints that are patrons of some weird stuff. So, welcome back to Occupied Thoughts. I am your host, Rhonda. Pronouns are she, her, and I am the father. And I am Toby, he, him, and I am the son. And I am Jesse, they, them, and I am the Holy Ghost. In advance, I will apologize for how much I'm going to mess up saying all of these names. All right, so what? Uh, how this is going to go is I'm going to read, most of them are very brief, like one to two paragraphs, and then I will give you guys the chance to guess what he's the he or she is the patron of and then i will tell you just I was to, about to be like he she or they but i was like no no not, i not. highly doubt any of these people were <laughs> one of the cool kids they might have been but they I weren't mean, they allowed like all these very religious and, and one of them was very homophobic specifically like we're gonna <laughs> leave that part out um, so i mean they probably all were but whatever yeah. adjutor I want to say it is A-D-J-U-T-O-R. So he was born to a family of knights in Vernon, Normandy, when Pope Urban II came to France in 1095 to start the First Crusade. Um, Adjutor joined with a company of 200 men to Jerusalem. Uh, One day, he led a small party outside of the city on a scouting expedition. They were ambushed, and in the thick of battle, uh, Adjutor called on his favorite saint, Mary Magdalene. A storm broke out, causing the attackers to flee, which they think that Mary Magdalene was the source of this. Um, He remained in Jerusalem for 17 more years before being captured. Uh, He was locked in a dark cell and tortured, but once again was helped when he prayed to Mary Magdalene. And it was was written that uh, she apparently broke his chains, allowing him to escape. Uh, once outside the castle walls, he dove into the sea, swam to shore, able to join his comrades once more. Uh, he returned home to Normandy, where he built a chapel in honor of St. Mary Magdalene, and he became a Benedictine monk. So, okay, starting off strong, any, any guesses over what this man is the patron saint of? I personally would guess that he's a patron saint of, like, uh, prisoners or, like, um victims of like war or torture or something like that i almost want to say he's like patron saint of like traveling or like a journey kind of thing just because like the story like kept going it didn't mm-hmm. necessarily stop he is the patron saint of swimmers makes sense <laughs> and, yeah, that. and boatmen <laughs> even though he didn't he was not in a boat he swam I was he didn't even like seem to come from a family like nope. fishermen. It was knights or whatever. No, nope, just did you did you look up like what makes someone a saint? Usually the pope. Oh, okay. Just like because I do have decides. one in my honorable mentions who he is considered a saint of something, but it is not official. Because I know, like last like episode when we talked about it, it was we were the thinking... Vatican has to make it an official thing. Okay. Yeah, we were thinking that it was like mostly like martyrs, but I was like, this guy never this guy never mm-hmm. got killed for. It's like he did die and he was buried in his chapel, but 
Cool. Uh, I don't think you have to be a martyr. Um, I Do you have the answer? I do have the answer. Oh, go ahead. I googled it. So there's two ways to become a saint. The first one is martyr, be a martyr. Hmm. The second one is they must have performed a miracle. Oh. So it's the person must show Christian virtues, at least to in an ordinary extent, before and after offering their life. They must have a reputation for holiness, at least after their death. They must have performed a miracle. This is a major difference for the martyrdom category, which does not require a miracle. Sure. Yeah, I wonder, I figure it's probably... His escape is probably considered the miracle. Well, like that or just um, like him praying to like, like Mary Magdalene. in the ocean. How long was he swimming for? That's right. True. Yeah. Uh, the next saint is St. Bernardino of Siena. He was the greatest preacher of his time, journeying across Italy, calming strife-torn cities, attacking the paganism he found rampant, Attracting crowds of 30,000 following St. Francis of Assasi's admonition to preach about, quote, vice and virtue, punishment and glory, end quote. I think this is the homophobe specific. <laughs> Compared with St. Paul by the Pope, Bernardine wa- had a keen intuition of the needs of the time, along with solid holiness and boundless energy and joy. He accomplished all this despite having a very weak and hoarse voice, miraculously improved later because of its, his devotion to Mary. When he was 20, the plague was at its height in his hometown of Siena. Sometimes as many as 20 people died one day in the hospital. Bernadine offered to run a hospital with the help of other young men, nursed patients there for four months. He escaped the plague, but was so exhausted that a fever confined him for several months. He spent another year caring for a beloved aunt whose parents had died when he was a child, and at her death began to fast and pray to know God's will for him. At 22, he entered the Franciscan order and was ordained two years later. For almost a dozen years, he lived in solitude and prayer, but his gifts his gifts ultimately caused him to be sent to preach. He always traveled on foot, sometimes speaking for hours in one place, then doing the same in another town. What is he the patron saint of? My guess is he's the patron saint of, like, the public plague. speaking. Oh. oh. <laughs> what did you say? The plague. The plague. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Like, not like illness, but like, not like necessarily doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere that. Something medical. Yeah. Maybe. So he, uh, there are four for him. Oh, fun. Patron saint of advertising. Ha! Gambling. Okay. Italy. Oh. Public relations. Well, you I feel like that right. counts. Yeah, yeah, you got some. I mean, it currently is lumped together. It doesn't need to be lumped together. We could have a whole topic about that, but. <laughs> point. point for Jesse. Woo! The next one is Saint Cecilia. Yes. yes, this one was uh, suggested by Jesse. Requested. Requested by, by Jesse. That was I, that's what I meant to say, but that's not what came out of my mouth. Shout out. Are you good over God. there? Shout out to my friend Cecilia, who is the reason I know about this saint, because she's told me about her. In the city of Rome, there was a virgin named Cecilia. <laughs> you looked so, like, specifically at me. You're like, a virgin named, like, wow, okay. I just, well, I... I it's just I wanted to have a punctuation. There were two people, and I just went to you. Okay, I just I just like the fact that they specified that she's a virgin. Yeah, I mean it's important in her story, but uh, who came from an extremely rich family and was given in marriage to a youth named Valerian. Yeah, probably. She wore sackcloth next to her skin, fasted, and invoked the saints, angels, and virgins, beseeching them. Cloth? I'm sorry. What kind of cloth? Sack. I never heard of that. 
Oh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's just like the stuff that they like would find like a uh, flower in. Oh, perfect. probably burlap. Maybe they just call it sackcloth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, basically, it's burlap. Um, it's like what um, John the Baptist was claimed to have worn because it was um, cheap <laughs> and like basically as down to earth as you possibly could get because it was just uncomfortable as fuck to wear i feel like no over no that's not what we're here for (laughs) we can talk about it later put a bit in it uh so uh she invoked saints angels and virgins beseeching them to guard her virginity during her wedding ceremony she was said to have sung in her heart to god and before the consumption of her nuptials she told her (laughs) sorry she told her husband she had taken a vow of virginity and had an angel protecting her Valerian asked to see the angel as proof, and Cecilia told him he would have eyes to see once he traveled to the third milestone on the Via Appia, the Appian Way, and was baptized by Pope Urbanus. So it's like, sorry, hon, you can't see my um, sex angel uh, who's protecting me from sex until you go here and then come back. And then you get baptized, right? Yeah, Yeah. be baptized, and then you can see my angel. Makes sense. Following his baptism, Valerian returned to his wife and found an angel at her side. The angel then crowned Cecilia with a chaplet of rose and lily, and when Valerian's brother, Tiburtius, heard of the angel and his brother's baptism, he also was baptized, and together the brothers dedicated their lives to burying the saints who were murdered each day by the prefect of the city. So, like, big leap there. (laughs) Both brothers were eventually arrested and brought before the prefect, where they were executed after they refused to offer a sacrifice to the gods. Ah. Whew. As her husband and brother-in-law buried the dead, St. Cecilia spent her time preaching and in her lifetime was able to convert over 400 people, most of whom were baptized by Pope Urban. Cecilia was later arrested and condemned to be suffocated in the baths. She was shut in for one night and one day as fires were heaped up and stoked to a terrifying heat. But Cecilia did not even sweat. When the prefect heard this, he sent an executioner to cut off her head in the baths. The executioner struck her three times but was unable to decapitate her, so he left her bleeding and she lived for three days. Crowds came to her and collected her blood while she preached to them and prayed. On the third day, she died and was buried by Pope Urban and his deacons. I'm going to let Rhonda go first, I'm guessing, because I know at least one of them, because I know Saint Cecilia. How many are there? Two. Two. I may know both of them. I forgot we were supposed to be guessing, because she's like, I'm going to let Rhonda go first. I'm like, I have no thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) No thoughts, head empty. Don't look at me. (laughs) Marriage? It's a good guess. I know one of them is music, and Mm -hmm. I think, is the other one virginity? No. Okay. I thought Mary was the singer of virginity. Probably. She might be, she probably. probably. Even though I she's not don't a virgin. Know anything about saints. Uh, she is the patron saint of music and blindness. Oh, that. Okay, that's right. I, I told you this. You I was did. like hoping also, you would remember. That's right. I forgot about that. And I'm pretty sure that's also a, a joke with my friend. I feel like they have a checklist and like a list of saints and a right. list of what they need protection over. And they're just like, sure <laughs> like you could have that one i guess right it's like oh we haven't had anyone with this they one like yet a big, like bingo wheel like, <laughs> it comes like, out. Right, what's the second Music one Music and blindness there you go i mean she was decapitated so she technically couldn't see she wasn't though mostly decapitated like, mostly dead <laughs> like <laughs> all right moving on this this is one of my favorites um, i guess like blindness and faith maybe oh blind faith like maybe like her husband 
Right. Was the one see. with the blind faith. Oh, and he yeah. didn't become a saint. Just her. Well, he did, didn't seem, uh, they didn't seem religious enough. Probably. She was the one with the angel. Yeah. Who crowned her so conveniently after her husband was wept. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, uh, this one's my favorite cause, just because I like what he's the patron saint of. Just really uh, quick. I love how I grape so much and like, I am a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like, really Jesse's just like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> not a Christian. <laughs> well, it's, it's because I'm over here like not a Christian and I have no ties to this stuff. So I'm just like, yeah. Ties to well, it. no, but it's like, I don't. I don't necessarily believe in any of this. So for me, it's just like, oh, it's an interesting story. It's just like all the other things. I'm it's like, history. oh, that's interesting. It's like history. Like, some of it is history. Well, some of I it would is say assuming. Yeah. I guess like part of it is like, yeah, like I find it very interesting. But at the same time, it's like, aren't these like idols? <laughs> that, you know, yeah. Like, the things you're not supposed to like worship. That's <laughs> well, definitely that's... like the biggest issue I have with Catholicism. Well, is... that's, an, that's an issue that a lot of people have with Catholicism. And that's why. We have a bunch of like discourse of like you have Christians and then Catholics. That's like one of the reasons like people mm-hmm. think that they like worship false idols. They think there's a whole thing. Sorry to interrupt. You're good. So we have Saint Columbanus or Columbanus. Columbanus maybe. He was one of the greatest missionaries of the early Catholic Church who led the Hiberno slash uh, Scottish mission of conversion against much of what is now Western Europe in the late 6th and early 7th century CE. Although chiefly remembered as the founder of Bobbio Abbey in the present day Italy, um, he also founded the. Ooh, it's L U X E U I L. Luxiel? Gonna another abbey in present-day france uh he was additionally a poet writer and scholar remains venerated in both the catholic church and eastern orthodox churches and that is all the information i had on this man (laughs) not much to go on for guessing is he also a saint of italy (laughs) (laughs) no okay how Um, many are there uh two that i have right now i think there was more two saints of like he is a patron of of two things yes I think he was also one of the patron saints of Ireland, but I left that one out. Is he the patron saint of Abbeys? That would be very funny. Mm. I guess it's like literature or like poems. He is the patron saint. Written word. Sorry. He's the patron saint against floods. Were floods in his story? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And also motorcyclists. What? <laughs> Motorcycles did not exist back then. Nope. Is that that's gotten added later? Mm-hmm. The fuck? Didn't know you could add stuff later so on. Apparently, if you're like a motorcyclist, you want to pray to this man. It's shit like this that make it seem fake, <laughs> right? But actually, right? And like, how do you what? <laughs> All right, next one is Saint Drago. <laughs> Sounds like a vampire, but okay. <laughs> He's actually Flemish. Flemish noble orphaned at birth who became a hermit. Alistair? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Also called Droon. He became a hmm, penitential pilgrim, visiting shrines, and then became a shepherd at Seaburg, France. Stricken with an illness that made him physically repulsive, Drogo built a hut at Seaburg and stayed there as a hermit for 40 years. That's it. I know. I remember You remember this one? Is he the patron saint of hermits? No. That's dumb. Is there he... are many. <laughs> there he... are like over seven. Oh, for him? Yes. Is one of them leprosy or something? Like <laughs> da, 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 da. 
patron saint of people I will, uh, yeah. who don't like. I mean, I will accept it. It's Ill- one of his the oh, illness. illness. Ugly people. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> patron saint of those whom others find repulsive. Yeah. Unattractive people. Bodily ills. Broken bones. Cattle. Coffee house keepers. Coffee house owners. Deaf people. Deafness. Dumbness, gallstones, hernias, illness, insanity. I feel like some of these had to be like there was one person who owned a coffee house and just loved this guy, and other people were like, "Oh, so he's like coffee houses, got it?" And they're like, "No." It's like, well, now yes, because the Vatican said yes. But that's just like seems so mean. Are you calling like? coffee house owners everybody like, who works at starbucks is ugly right all just, cows are ugly <laughs> it's such a there's also two places here as well but they are french and i cannot pronounce them if you would like to try sure oh like he's okay so he's a patron saint of baume le messieurs and um fleury sur loire loire uh so baume le messieurs i was i assumed they were places Bon le monsieur is the full name of the abbey. And then um, the other one was also an abbey. It was um, uh, Fleury sur Loire was also an abbey. I didn't look up what those words me- meant, but bom means like balm, B-A-L-M. And then le is the, and monsieur is gentleman. So similar to if anyone was thinking bomb of the gentleman yeah bomb of the gentleman and i i didn't look up sounds almost risque yeah i was thinking like a ymca (laughs) probably more like that probably all right i wonder though (laughs) young man (laughs) there's no need to feel down actually there's many things to feel down about all right the next saint is saint erasmus Ooh, I like that um, name. Sounds like a Final Fantasy summon. Right? Just gonna say. <laughs> Erasmus was also known as Elmo. Okay. Um, St. Elmo's fire. Same. Uh, for anyone who is not in this room for that visual bit rana just did the like uh elmo on fire exactly well it's no he's not on fire it's elmo with fire behind him he's not on fire set three-year-old on fire three and a half i'm sorry they aged him up recently uh okay saint erasmus also known as elmo he was the bishop of formier campagna Uh, can i see it because i feel like that's also that's champagne no i'm kidding Uh, that one campagna Campagna. um yeah Formier someplace in italy uh and suffered martyrdom during diocletian's persecution of the christians he once fled to Mount Lebanon during the persecution and lived a life of solitude there for some time, being fed by a raven, which sounds dope as fuck. Uh, after the emperor discovered his whereabouts, he was tortured and thrown in prison. Legend claims that an angel released him and he departed for Elycrium. Eli- yeah, I think Elycrium. Elycrium. I want to add the eum, but it's just a U. There's no I. It's just Elycrum. Oh, Elycrum. This is Latin, so... Italy. Italy. It's I L L Y R I C U M. Elyricum? That sounds more correct. Possibly. Eventually suffered a martyr's death and was one of the 14 holy helpers, apparently. I've saw that a couple times, but I did not care enough to look up what that meant. 
Legend records that when a blue light appears at mastheads before and after a storm, the seamen took it as a sign of Erasmus's protection. This was known as St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. The blue electrical discharges under certain atmospheric conditions have also been seen on the masts or riggings of ships. Erasmus is also invoked against stomach cramps and colic. <laughs> um, this came about because at one time he had hot iron ro- um, hooks stuck into his intestines by persecutors under Emperor Diocletian. These wounds he miraculously endured. Ooh. So he's a... Uh, <laughs> I, so there are two for you. Uh, stomach cramps is one just because, you know, hot, hot, hot hooks in your stomach. Sure. You heard it here first. If you have IBS, surefire way to cure it is hot iron hooks. <laughs> All right. Please do not do this. <laughs> no. I think uh, it's more like if you have IBS, this is your saint. <laughs> right. Uh, he actually, I, th- I thought I s- there was a saint for that. I don't recall sure. it, but I could probably look it up later. Right. Um, but he's a patron saint of a couple other things if you would like to. Do was one of guesses. them St. Elmo's Fire? Well, that's just what his, his thing is. Okay. No, he's the patron saint of stomach cramps and iron. <laughs> Navigation? I mean, that would make sense, so probably no. Is it semen? Because I don't... The other person... I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Sailors. Oh, sailors. Okay. I'm pretty like... sure it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I'll give it to you. Yeah. So he's the patron... I was about to say Satred Paint again. Patron saint of sailors, Gaeta Formia, two places, I'm assuming. Um, oh, okay. Colic, specifically in children. Ah. Well, isn't colic only a baby thing? Is it? Possibly. I, it could, it probably, then. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's only for babies. Mm. I've never heard of an adult having colic. That would probably be an issue. Yeah. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's very, very, very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, intestinal ailments and diseases. So not just... Uh, what is it, stomach cramps or whatever, but also... Oh, no, no. Cramps and the pain of women in labor. Specifically women in what labor. What the fuck? I, I don't think they should give that to a man. Just my personal opinion. patriarchy. Like. And then also cattle pests. Things that bother cattles. Do you think they have, a, like, they have a beef with each other? Like the one that has cattle and the one that has cattle pests? Oh, right. <laughs> Up in heaven, just duking it That would out. be so Stop wild. Stop messing with my cattle! <laughs> Stop messing with my pests! <laughs> Oh my, oh my God. goodness! All right, the next one is Saint Giles. Wait, really quick, can someone draw those two saints like JoJo style, like <laughs> duking it out in front of the Vatican? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, the next is Saint Giles. He's said to have been a seventh-century Athenian of noble birth. His piety and learning made him so conspicuous and an object of such admiration in his own country that, dreading praise and longing for a hidden life, he left his home and sailed for France. You know, I don't think that's the best place to go, considering France is, like, considered very romantic. I don't know, like, back then, but, like, nowadays, it's considered a very romantic place. So if you're trying to escape the affections of women, I don't know if France is the place to go. At first, he took up as a... Go ahead. I was going to say, like, France and, like, Italy had very different beauty standards, right? Fair. So, like, considered, like, beautiful in Italy was probably not considered beautiful in France. It was probably ugly as fuck. At first, he took up his abode in a wilderness near the mouth of the Rhone River, afterward near the River Guard, and finally in the uh, Diocese of Nimes. He spent many years in solitude, conversing only with God. The fame of his miracles became so great that his reputation spread throughout France. 
He was highly esteemed by the French king, but he could not be prevailed upon to forsake his solitude. He admitted several disciples, however, to share it with him. He founded a monastery and established an excellent discipline therein. In succeeding ages, it embraced the role of St. Benedict. St. Giles died probably in the beginning of the 8th century, about the year 724. And that's all I have on him. Okay, I have a couple guesses. One of them is solitude. Another one is like mentors. Okay. And I thought I had another one. Mine was monks, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And then what did he start? He started something. So like monasteries. Yeah, he, he started uh, yeah. a monastery, yes. Yes, that, those are my guesses. <sighs> maybe like moving. I'll throw that one in there too. Sure. Yeah, like leaving your home for. <laughs> I don't know. Or I the think I'll that he's the he's the saint saint of hermits. What the fuck? There's already okay. a saint of hermits. No, I guess that there was a saint of hermits, but he wasn't. There's just a dude who was a hermit. Yeah. No, I thought we said that he was a saint of hermits. No, I yeah, that was my guess. Because that's why I didn't guess that. Because I was that's why I was gonna guess, but I thought that we already had one. I don't think so. I think that one guy who was like a her- like established in the story, he was a hermit. I'm pretty sure the one it who wasn't was very ugly. No, yeah, I thought there was a different one. Saint oh. Droga, the uh, the ugly guy, he was a hermit for 40 years because he was ugly. Okay, so no, he had too many other things. They didn't give him hermit. Yeah. Um. So he Saint Giles is the patron saint of beggars. Okay. Blacksmiths. Breast cancer. The, okay. Breastfeeding. What the fuck? Cancer patients, disabled people, Edinburgh, epilepsy, the fear of night, noctophobics. That's, I feel like that's the same thing. I feel like noctophobia is the fear of night. You know, uh, forests, hermits, horses, lepers, mental illness, outcasts, (laughs) poor people, rams, spur makers, and... Sterility. Okay, now I do have like problems because Saint Valentine was also the saint of epilepsy. You, they can duke it out in heaven as well. Okay, someone else draw a JoJo <laughs> style. Saint, saint Valentine. All right, now we get to another woman. Hold finally. on, Sorry. hold on. But like, it makes me so upset that he has so many. You got some guys who have like two, and this like, why does he have so many? I'm sorry. Are we trying to make saints equal? <laughs> I guess it's like because he was already... more noble. Damn, so we're bringing capitalism and no. <laughs> but I also feel like I'm supposed to get invented. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking though, like we talked about in this thing, he had like so many miracles. So like maybe since he had so many miracles, he was like such hot shit. He got a bunch more. Well, I feel like a lot of them are the same thing. Oh yeah, and, sure. Like they tie together mm-hmm. a lot. So he probably only has like three, but they've just like. You know, Broken we can specify. For sure. Specifically. Because then you have well, another you have guy. disabled people and mental illness. Those are two, like, different, but they're, I would say they're the same. They're like. Mental illness is under, yeah. it can be under disabilities, yes. but yeah. I mean, they're definitely like a, not the same spe- thing. It's like you can be disabled. I think it depends from, on the mental yeah. illness. So that's probably why, like, it's. It's one of, yeah. Anyways, well, the next pa- the next patron saint is also the next a, mother, yes, mother, mother. is a woman. We have another woman, guys. Woo, Saint Helena, Helena. Uh huh. I don't want to have this discussion. I'll say it the way I want to. Let us can... know on Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> or How do you Twitter. Say it? Send us an email. 
H-E-L-E-N-A. How do you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this one last night to Jesse, and I was like, a, I know we're going to have a discussion. We're going to have an Instagram story with a voting poll on it, so look for, <laughs> out for that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you're the right side, which is <laughs> Helena, mm-hmm. or if you're the wrong side and say Helena. Anyways, St. Helena was the mother of Emperor Constantine the Great and an empress of the Roman Empire. Very little is known about her early life, but it is believed she is from Drapanum, later known as Helenopolis. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. It's just fuck off. It reminds, Asia me, Minor. <laughs> it reminds me of like in Horton Hears a Who, the new one. Like, it's Jessica's world and everyone's named Jessica and everything's Jessica, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica. 100% correct. Yes. Um, and was born into a poor lower family and lower class in the Roman culture of the day. St. Ambrose described her as a good stable maid. Wait, she was a stable maid and an empress? She became, she'd married Uh-oh. someone, I'm assuming. Get it, girl. Right? <laughs> she was born into a poor family and then, I guess, married rich. <laughs> Despite her background, Helena married Constantius Chloris, I guess. Too many C's. With him, she birthed her only son, Constantine, around the year 274. Nearly two decades later, in 292, Constantius, now co-regent of the West, got swept up in his rising stature and divorced Helena for Theodora, the stepdaughter of Emperor Maximianus Herculius. These names are too long. Herculius. Herculius. It is believed he did this to advance his own reputation and advance his standing in the Roman society. Wow. So rude. Also, is this Constantine that we now have Constantinople I'm because of maybe. Istanbul? Constantinople. Um, Constantine was forever loyal to his dear mother, whom he loved very much. As he grew and became a member of the inner circle, he never left Helena's side. Following the death of Constantius in 308, Constantine became emperor and summoned his mother back into the inner circle in the imperial court. Helena received, Helena. received the title of Augusta. You can do it every single time now that I say You just said it wrong four times in a row. <laughs> it's not wrong. Yes, it is. You looked it up. Yeah, it's Helena. I also saw Helena. Oh, my God. Constantine ordered all to honor his mother. He even had coins minted bearing her image. Through her son's influence, she began to embrace Christianity, where their title of Augusta Imperiatrix... Uh, she was given free reign over the imperial treasury. She was tasked with locating relics of Christian tradition. She is the patron saint of one thing. Empress. I don't know. Is she like of divorce? Of like that'd be awkward. Mothers. That's a good guess. Or of sons? But yeah, that's my other guess. Because he's a mama's boy. Yeah. No. Patron saint of flowers. Poor people. I don't know where I got flowers from. They just like <laughs> that's a good guess. Right. Uh, she is the patron saint of new discoveries. Okay, I'm done playing this game. <laughs> I guess. Great. This is... um, okay, so we have another one that I grabbed literally right before we started recording. Uh, saint Clotilde or Clotilda. She also has like seven to eight other pronunciations of her name, spellings or whatever. Love it. Born a princess. Ooh. The daughter of King Chilperic of Burgundy. Married young to King Clovis of the Salian Franks while he was still a pagan. I thought you meant the dad married <laughs> the king. And I was like, okay, this is new and interesting. <laughs> I got it now. The I'm king, Chilperic. I'm, I'm Mary- on the same page. Okay. I got it. 
Uh, she brought him to fate. OTP. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So she married the king of the Salian Franks while he was a pagan and managed to make him a Christian. Of course. Proud of her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love... I, I got this from, like, a site that did not speak in full sentences. The next sentence just says, Queen, mother of three sons, left husband to Christianity, widow... <laughs> He died? Yeah, apparently. Following, oh, shit. Following Clovis's death in 511, her sons fought for years over the kingdom, so apparently she did not raise them, right? Uh, to escape the constant murder and intrigue, she retired to Tours, France, where she spent her remaining 34 years caring for the poor and sick. Is that it? Yep. Is How she many? The... Just one? How many? Too many. Yeah, so <laughs> is it Ten. the poor and sick? <laughs> Orphans. Is orphans one of them? Mm-hmm. Or poor and sick? Adopted children. Ha! Huh, I got one! <laughs> Adopted children aren't necessarily orphans, they but okay. Orphan. They could have They been were orphans. orphans at one point. Maybe. Shut up. Let me have this. <laughs> Any other guests? Uh, is it not poor and sick people? No. Uh, familia fighting. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. <laughs> like brothers or like was it children fighting or like discourse so she is the patron saint against death of children okay. adopted children brides disappointing children oh my god <laughs> exiles parenthood parents of large families people in exile queens and widows interesting I very much enjoyed the disappointing children. Right. I was going to have her as an honorable mention that I saw she was a princess. So I was like, nope, you are getting a full paragraph, my girl. I love how hers is the one that's like the most related to what she actually Right? Did. Like the one that right. makes the most sense. Well, Drogo. The ugly guy who what got the ugly people. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I mean. It's unfortunate, but it's. But, but like hers, you can make an <laughs> argument for each one of hers that they fit. Yep. No he, one else you can. He had some weird ones, too. <laughs> Uh, I just, I liked his name. St. Gamaris? Gamaris, I think. Gamaris. He grew up without learning to read or write, but served at the court of Pepin, where with a spirit of religion, he was faithful in every duty and liberal in works of mercy. Pepin raised him to a high post and proposed a match between him and a lady of good birth named Gwynamaria. And the, it was a very, I like, that's very good. Um, and the marriage was solemnized with their mutual consent. Watch my children be named like Gwenamaria. <laughs> People like, be like the fuck. <laughs> like, it's, I'm like, it's better than your apple. Like fight me. <laughs> uh, this marriage, which which seemed unhappy in the eyes of the world, was directed by God to perfect the virtue of His servant and exalt him to the glory of saints. For Gwenamaria was extravagant and perverse in her ways, cruel, capricious, and altogether unteachable. Life became, from that time, a train of continual trials for Gamaris. St. Gamaris, for several years, endeavored by all means which prudence and charity could suggest to encourage his wife to, to ways more agreeable to reason and religion. Then he was called upon by King Pepin to attend him in wars, and he was absent for eight years. Returning home, he found his wife had thrown all things into disorder, and that few among his servants, vassals, or tenants had escaped her oppression. She was so mean that she even refused beer to the reapers of the harvest. Wow. 
so me. <laughs> Gamaris made to every one of them full restitution and satisfaction, and Guinamaria was so far overcome by his patience and kindness as to be ashamed of her past conduct and to seem penitent. This change, however, was only exterior, and her willful- willfulness broke out again worse than ever. Gamaris tried to reclaim her, but at length he gave up the attempt and lived a retired life. With St. Romold, he was said to have founded the Abbey at Lier, which afterwards bore his name. Any guesses? <laughs> Real quick, I will say, um, I laughed about the whole, like, not giving them beer, but I'm pretty sure this is the time where, like, they drank beer because their water was tainted, so mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny, but I did want to mention that, that I understand. Of disorderly wives. Right, or, like, uh, I feel like, um, possibly... women. Yeah, and, like, possibly illiteracy, because it said that he couldn't read or write, I think. Do you think any of these make sense? <laughs> but, yeah, I think, yeah. What I, is it? I would say that's pretty, it's pretty close. Which one? What did you say? Disorderly wives. Uh, kind of. Disorganized households. Uh, what is it? Um, there's, I'm trying to think of like a worse word for like disorganized wives or whatever. Disordered wives. Whores. Disobedient wives, maybe. Whores? Yeah. Is he? No. Oh. I would <laughs> say uh, the one of them is difficult marriages, which I think oh, both fair. of yours fall under. That's fair. Um, he's also the patron saint of childless people. Oh. I assume they didn't get along well enough to have a child. <laughs> Quarter, courtiers? Courtiers. Courtiers, cowherds, difficult, difficult marriages, glove makers. Yeah, the three of the saints, the one over the cows, the one over cowherds, the one over cow pests <laughs> are all like this. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> beam. Yes. No. I was thinking of the office one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah no. All no. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, they're not all the same thing, so they're not Spider-Man memeing. This is true. Um, he's also the saint of hernia sufferers. Separated spouses that makes sense. and woodcutters. <laughs> nope. <sighs> I believe I have reached. Yes, I've reached my last one. So we have Saint Agatha. Saint Agatha, also known as Agatha of Sicily, is one of the most highly venerated virgin martyrs of the Catholic Church. Ooh. It is believed she was born around 231 in either Catania or Palermo, Sicily, to original. I think. It's in Sicily. She was born to a rich and noble family from her very early years. The notably beautiful Agatha dedicated her life to God. She became a consecrated virgin, a state in life where young women choose to remain celibate and give themselves wholly to Jesus and the church in life of prayer and service. That did not stop men from desiring her and making unwanted advances toward her. Dun-dun-dun. Typical men. Ugh. However, one of the men who desired Agatha, whose name was Quint... Hold on. Quintianus, because he was of high diplomatic ranking, thought he could force her to turn away from her vows and force her to marry. His persistent proposals were consistently spurned by Agatha. So uh, Quintianus, knowing she was a Christian during the persecution of Decius, had her arrested and brought before the judge. He was the judge. Of course. Right. Makes sense. (laughs) Frollo over here. Right. (laughs) He expected her to give in to his demands when she was faced with torture and possible death, but she simply reaffirmed her belief in God by praying, quote, Jesus Christ, Lord of all, you see my heart, you know my desires, possess all that I am. I am your sheep, make me worthy to overcome the devil, end quote. With tears falling from her eyes, she prayed for courage. To force her to change her mind, Quintianus had her imprisoned in a brothel. Because that's going to change any woman's mind. Well, like, that makes me think that, like, 
if you're making her be in a brothel, that makes me think that she's gonna like he's trying to get her to not be a virgin anymore. So then she'll get with him. Mm-hmm. So like, unfortunately, that makes sense. Like trying to get her to be like defiled so that it's like, well, now you don't have any reason not to marry me, which is terrible. Bullshit. Yeah, all of it's bad. Agatha never lost her confidence in God, even though she suffered a month of assaults and efforts to get her to abandon her vow to God and go against her virtue. Quintiana's heard of her calm strength and ordered that she be brought before him once again. During her interrogation, she told him that to be a servant of Jesus Christ was her true freedom. Enraged, he sent her off to prison instead of back to the brothel, a move intended to make her even more afraid, but it was probably a great relief to her. Yeah. Agatha continued to proclaim Jesus as her savior, lord, life, and hope. Uh, Quintianus ordered her to be tortured. He had her stretched on a rack to be torn with iron hooks, burned with torches, and whipped. Uh, shout out back to our <laughs> Morbid Things episode <laughs> where we talked about the rack. Every Terrible. single fucking time I think about the rack, I think about Gonzo <laughs> from the Muppets. <laughs> Ooh, long arms. <laughs> Like, like when he's getting like tortured he's like i can finally play in the nba <laughs> um noticing Ag- agatha was enduring all of the torture with a sense of cheer he commanded she be subjected to a worse form of torture this evil man what ordered what happened with gonzo <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh i love that it says to a worse form of torture question mark this evil man ordered that her breasts be cut off oh i was about to say is the pair <laughs> <laughs> no he then sent her back to prison with an order of no food and me- or medical attention. So poor, poor, had the surgery she did not want and was sent without uh, any help. Uh, but the Lord gave her all the care she needed. He was her sacred physician and protector. Agatha had a vision of the apostle St. Peter who comforted her and healed her wounds through his prayers. After four days, Quintianus ignored the miraculous cure of her wounds. He had her stripped naked and rolled over hot coals which were mixed with sharp shards when she was returned to prison agatha prayed lord my creator you have ever protected me from the cradle you have taken me from the love of the world and given me patience to suffer receive now my soul uh she was believed to have passed into heaven around the year 251 she is commonly featured in art uh religious art with shears tongs or breasts on a plate so most pictures have her with her titties just on a platter (laughs) that she is holding which i find slightly amusing considering everything this poor woman went through um but yeah that's that's saint agatha was that your favorite one yes i Uh, just think it's kind of a powerful move to be depicted uh with your worst form of suffering just like on a platter like like i i endured this and here see it i just think it's a power move honestly um is she the saint of badass bitches right (laughs) right has she become the saint no i was gonna say like the saint of like trans men but i don't know that no. the catholic church would have done that or the vatican would have done that um is she the patron saint of physicians surgery um torture healing. yeah maybe healing i mean once i read if you don't say these once i read them it'll make sense too mm. so like think faith um persecution martyrdom um Breast praying cancer. to god is she breast cancer mm-hmm. okay yeah. breasts is she just no just breast cancer oh is she are there multiple mm-hmm. mm. like breast diseases no it's just okay, breast just cancer. cancer specifically uh two of them are places 
okay. Well, Sicily and Palermo, which is, I believe, where yeah. she was from. Yeah, you had mentioned both those places. Um, Unwanted marriages? Brothels? Mm-mm. That would okay. be cool, though. That would be cool. What is... I, no, it wouldn't be cool. That would be... Um, I had thought about that earlier. I was like, oh, man, is she, like, not ironically, but, like, terribly the one of brothels? Like, that would be super shitty, like, like <laughs> to have her be. the heart R word? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Is she? Yeah, rape yeah. victims. Or, like, assault. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the saint of bell founders, against fire, and wet nurses. Oh, okay. So, yeah. She's the one I knew the most about beforehand, so I put her for last. And then to wrap it all up, I have some honorable mentions that I won't, like, you know, make you guess or anything. I'll just read them aloud. So we have St. Fiacre uh, of Gardeners and Hemorrhoid Sufferers. <laughs> it was originally uh, written as STDs, but I, like, did Google to make sure it wasn't just STD. Like, so it was Hemorrhoid Sufferers specifically. <laughs> uh, then we have St. Polycarp of Smyrna. Uh, patron saint against dysentery and earaches saint isidore of seville patron saint of the internet and then i have in parentheses when what time frame is he from (laughs) nominated for the role by the late pope john paul ii although the vatican has yet to make it official oh okay so he's not the official saint but but pope john paul ii thinks he should be is he one of the more recent popes i think so Francis right now, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, it has to be from, like, the 90s, right? Um, it says that uh, the main thing that helped him get connected to the copious content of the internet is his 20-book opus where he sought out to set out the origins of as many things as he could, from language to law, biology to agriculture, from church history to road building. That makes sense. So he was, like, basically, like, trying to document as many things as possible which is like the internet is full of everything but like that makes me think he should be the the saint of like the encyclopedia eh. <laughs> you could take this up with pope john paul ii okay we go in the afterlife is he dead the late john pope oh. john paul ii i don't remember you saying late <laughs> popes only like stop being pope if they die and the last one is saint adrian of nicodemia uh patron saint of plague epilepsy arms dealers butchers guards soldiers and peacekeeping missions so apparently we have three patron saints of epilepsy yup choose just the spider-man right (laughs) choose your saint enter yeah just enter the super smash bros music i wonder if they're all the same epilepsy or if like if you get more into it you look more into it because there's different types of epilepsy Mm -hmm. so i wonder if they are specific but most yeah. places are just like, yeah, it's just epilepsy. Yeah. So that's that's my end of my research that I have done for you today. Nice, nice. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Toby, for regaling us about the many interesting saints. Hope you enjoyed some of our fun banter and just like, uh, what is it? Incredulosity? Incredulity? Bewilderment. Our, yeah, going to say over the saints and the many different ones. If anyone has, if anyone is a... Uh, Catholic. <laughs> say, uh, Cece, if you want to write in <laughs> to our episode and tell us your knowledge about Catholic or uh, not Catholics, about like saints and why some have like 50 things and some have two things. Anyway, um, so if you want to support us, please like, follow, rate, subscribe, etc. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these episodes. 
check out our blog, ockthepod.wordpress.com. Toby slash, well, Ron and I will be sharing Toby's resources. So if you want to go look more into these saints, see where he got the info from, look at other saints. Um, I did get most of them from one website, which had like, like just a list, just all of the saints. Nice. So if you just want to see all the saints, look at all the stuff. But our uh, blog is octopod.wordpress.com. Please also consider liking us on Insta and Twitter at Octopod. We're also on TikTok, so come check out some of our fun facts. We just had, uh, last week we had some um, uh, fun facts and um, reject uh, pickup lines. Toby listed off a bunch of pickup lines from our Valentine's episode. And like, there were so many that I made a selection of the ones that were either like too raunchy or like just too ridiculous. So um, I kept in like, I think four or five. And then the rest of them are on TikTok. So you can check them out. Check the ones that were, what is it, too scandalous for TV for the podcast. And then if you want to monetarily support us, help us with uh, recuperating some of the costs from our equipment and such, or helping us update some of our equipment, you can buy us a coffee. And that is also at Octopod. And give us a joke, Rhonda. This graveyard looks really overcrowded. People must be dying to get in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's especially considering how many people were dead in our all of them were dead. Yeah, they're I mean, all yes, saints. Yes, but I meant like dying. martyred. Like I don't know. I just it was just funny. It tickled my funny bone. Thank this you. This all happened in like the early hundred I don't years of existence of uh, CE. Like they're all dead. I appreciated the humor, and it tickled my funny bone. Just take it. <laughs> and with that, see you next Tuesday. Bye. Occupied Thoughts is brought to you by Jesse, Rhonda, and Tobias, and produced by Jesse. Our intro was the lovely Elizabeth Cobb. Featured music is Bitchin' by Kaiju Chaos. K-A-I-J-U Chaos. Find more on SoundCloud or TikTok. Want more info on the show? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Octopod. Also, check out our blog, octopod.wordpress.com, or reach out to us via email, octopod at gmail.com. O-C-T-H-O-P-O-D. See you next time.